Thank you for downloading from Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Ravi Zacharias and the team at www.rzim.org. Can you articulate why you reject any possible blend of reincarnation with Christian faith? Where did evil come from? I was wondering if it was better to sublimate the physical urges or listen to Howard Stern. Welcome back to Just Thinking, where today we pick up with the second portion of a Q&A session Robbie did on Michael Corrin Live, a popular TV show in Toronto, Canada. In this program, Robbie took calling questions from the viewing audience and they covered a broad range of topics. What is Robbie's background and how did he come to learn about the person of Jesus Christ? Can ultimate pleasure be found in the physical? We'll hear the answers to those questions and more in part two of this series titled Michael Corrin Live Q&A. Let's begin. Uh, Teresa is on line seven. Hi, Teresa. Oh, hi. Um, I just want to thank you for your show. It's really great every night. Appreciate it. Um, I just want to ask the gentleman, um, I don't know where he comes from, but he knows a lot about God and Jesus. And if I may ask, how can he have, uh, how can he have so much knowledge about Jesus? How can you have so much knowledge about Jesus? Yeah, I just, I just want, he's, he's very good, actually, that's what I'm saying. He's really nice and very good. And I even don't know uh, that much about him. Okay, about, about Jesus? Yes. Well, the perfect call then. <coughs> uh, so, you, whereabouts do you live, Teresa? Um, Mississauga. Okay. Um, I, by the way, if you are looking for a church to go to, if you, if you, if you want to email me or, or write to me, it will be my pleasure. But um, the best way, and it's a, it's a wonderful question, actually, the best way to find out more about Jesus, is it simply re- reading the Gospels? <laughs> is it reading books about the Gospels? Is it praying to him? Teresa, thanks for your question. Um, just a little bit about me, if I may. I born and raised in India till I was about 20 years old, and then my parents emigrated to Canada. So actually, Toronto became my home for many years. I did some of my studies here, uh, married here in Toronto. My, in fact, my wife is visiting Toronto here with me, and. Uh, um, hopefully watching this program with her parents uh, here in Toronto. Uh, all of our three children were born here. Um, and then in 1985, we moved to Atlanta, where uh, I now have my ministry based, and I do international work in the presentation of the gospel and the defense of the Christian faith. I came to know Jesus Christ as my own personal uh, Lord and my Savior when I was 17 years old in the city of New Delhi, the country of my birth. Uh, it was uh, tragically and uh, really on a, I, I always hesitate to bring it up because it's too personal, but it was on a bed of suicide. And um, through the reading of the scriptures, I'd struggled with a lot of questions. I'd struggled with a lot of failure, uh, a lot of uh, self-deprecation. I couldn't see myself succeeding in any way. India is a culture of great pressure in the academic world. I wasn't performing well. And in the loneliness of life, thought it would be better to end it all. But as I read the Gospels, and I would strongly recommend, if you don't have a Bible, get one. And uh, turn to the Gospel of John. You may not understand it all, but you will understand the heart of what it is that Jesus is saying there. He looked at Thomas, who, by the way, uh, went to India and ultimately paid with his life. And he said to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. Jesus provides the way for you to come directly to God. 
God. He is the truth in that everything he says about life and destiny and the nature of life is embodied in his very person, the Son of God. And uh, he is the life. He offers you the abundant life. How does he do that? By his perfect life, his virgin birth as prophesied centuries before, then his death on the cross, which he offers forgiveness to you and to me, forgiveness before God. And then by his resurrection from the dead offers the life that only God can give to you and me. No church can give, no individual can give, no body of movement can give. But you start off by reading the Bible and particularly the Gospel of John. And Michael is right. I think it is critical that you get involved in a local church. Find some friends who know what what it means when Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And I want you to know that when you come to know him, you will find what life is all about because he will give to you the answers to the most fundamental questions, which are four, origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Why are you here? What brings life meaning? How do you determine right from wrong? And what happens to a man or a woman when he or she dies? Jesus offers that way to you and to me. And I came to know him on that hospital bed, but um, many, many years have gone by. And through the study of scriptures, through the reading of great Christian material, I have only grown more certain in my knowledge of him and in my relationship to him. It is not just an idea, the Christian faith. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ himself. And he offers that to you as well tonight. Okay, Teresa, uh, not a bad explanation. And and really, I do mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you do email me or write to me, um, you're in Mississauga, you've got a whole bunch of churches in that area, some wonderful churches. And if you want to, you know, some people find uh, certain versions of the scriptures a bit difficult. I don't know, you might find them all easy, but there is one that I think is a wonderful uh, version, which is The Message uh, by Eugene Peterson, beautifully written uh, in, in a modern but not patronizing English by a wonderful scholar, but good luck. Um, if you're just starting on that journey, I envy you, actually. It's a wonderful, wonderful journey. Thank you for the call. Thanks Let's so go. Much. Thank you. Ibrahim on line six. Hello, Ibrahim. Hello. Hello. Yeah, hello. Good evening, Mr. Michael. Uh, that's me. Okay, sir. I have a question, though. Um, before I got saved, I, I used to use the term good luck and wish good luck to people, though. Yep, and no after problem. I got saved... And then I could not longer use that expression no more. Yeah, it's like it, I couldn't, you know, use it no more because it is. Yeah, but every that, that, it, it, ha, it may have origins early medieval in the idea of Lucifer, but it lost that meaning a very long time ago. So saying good luck, is, I don't think he's really. Uh, uh, I, I think that it's a little pedantic and. Uh, more the life you lead and devotion you show than the fact that you say good luck. I mean, I really don't think it's an issue. Do you know there are so many phrases, um, hip, hip, hooray. Do you know the origin of that, for example? Uh, Heebie-jeebie, do you know the origin of that? I mean, all of these are in, in some ways offensive, but uh, to be obsessed with those original meanings, I, I think it is probably a little bit uh, out of place these days. But the main thing is, your life changed. Wonderful, thank you for the call. Let's go to Joe on uh, line six. Hi, Joe. Uh, I was wondering, if it was better to sublimate the physical urges or uh, listen to Howard Stern? <laughs> well, you can't get Howard Stern anymore <laughs> up here, can you? That's the problem, I, you know, so I don't know if there's a viable alternative. Um, valid question? Sublimate the physical urges? I'm not sure if it is, but even if it isn't, within that is a serious point to be made. Uh, poor old Howard Stern. Loves his wife so much, ends in divorce. Um, career reached a height and now it's going nowhere. All the stations are dropping him. Um, I don't know. 
Well, you know, uh, entertainment, when it becomes so crass, yeah. has a shelf life. You know, your audience are going to get exhausted with the monotonous. It gets more vulgar, gets more crude. That's not humor. No, it's just you not know, funny. It, it really isn't. Hey, it, we've it, all laughed. Uh, well, I've suddenly laughed. Uh, I was studying in the past, not for years, yeah. though, unfortunately. It, 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 gets, it gets monotonous and boring. Now, sublimated, they're sublimating the physical. So let me try and answer that as best as I can. Ultimately, you will never find consummate pleasure in the physical, Joe, no matter how you sublimate it. Sometimes people say uh, athletics can be, you know, sublimated uh, aggression and so on, and sports can bring you a certain degree of fulfillment. Uh, Dion Sanders, who played professional football and professional baseball, Dion Sanders made his commitment to Jesus Christ the night after the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl and he was playing on that team. He went home that night and he lay in bed, ordered himself one of the priciest sports cars in the world. But he, in his own words, says he lay in bed saying, is this really all there is to life? When he got everything he wanted, he found out it really wasn't what he ultimately needed. There is a soulishness, Joe, to your life and mine that sheer physicality will never ultimately satisfy. So no matter how you sublimate the physical, it'll only be physically satisfying. I think there's a fascinating uh, response to the question that gets you beyond the physical, and that is in finding the integrity of what it means to worship God in spirit and in truth, because that then brings you the worldview and the way of thinking that brings your body into the, within the parameters of what God intended for it. People often ask me what evil is, uh, and the shortest answer I give to them is evil is destruction of essential purpose. When you take something that is intended purposefully for something sublime and you destroy it, you are bringing evil and destruction in the process. What is the essential purpose of your life? It was not to bring you ultimately physical pleasure. It was to bring you that relationship and the worship of the living God. I think it is fascinating that in the worship of Christ, he takes a piece of bread and breaks it and then gives you that cup to drink from it. He does bring in the physical where you do touch and you do taste and you do feel, but it is the mind that goes back to the past that he died on the cross for you and you look forward to his coming and he indwells you in the present. Worship is the most sublime form of what life is all about. Sublimating sheer physicality will only tranquilize the boredom so far. You've got to find the, the role of the soul and the spiritual strength within you. And that then takes the body and gives it its proper place. I'm actually quite honored that Joe called, because as you probably know, there's this thing about trying to see Howard Stern's name on the airwaves. And Larry King gets very upset when people do it. I'm rather delighted though. But without giving Joe a hard time, it is interesting that people will spend half an hour on, on finding up a TV show to say the name of a man who they've never met, who couldn't care less about them, who is incredibly wealthy but apparently very unhappy, and then wonder if they have the answer. And obviously they, they, they don't. Joe, I'll have a good laugh, but you know what? Um, the, the time will come, <laughs> I promise you this, when you'll say, well, it won't be Howard Stern, help me please, I'm scared and frightened and alone and I'm in pain. Howard won't be there. This Q&A series was originally recorded on the Michael Corrin Live call-in program in Toronto, Canada. And if you'd like to purchase a copy of this series, be sure to call us at 1-800-448-6766 and ask for the title, 
Michael Corrin Live Q&A. Or you can listen to this program again by visiting our website and clicking on the Listen tab. And if you'd rather order resources online, be sure to check out our online bookstore. That web address is rzim.org or rzim.ca for those in Canada. Many of the Q&A content heard on this program is from speaking events on college campuses and universities. And those students, whether they're believers or skeptics, are seeking truth and answers to life's toughest questions. Part of our mission here at RZIM is to reach these students, and we do this in a variety of ways. If you'd like to learn more about this initiative or donate to our efforts, be sure to call us at 1-800-448-6766 or visit our website. I'm Joe Vitale, and like you, I have a lot of questions about the Christian faith. I think so often we don't feel the freedom to ask them, particularly in the church. Sometimes it seems like the church has fled from our questions, and in turn, many young people are fleeing the church. So if you have questions, then please send them in to askaway at rziam.org, or on Twitter, it's hashtag askrziam. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your comments about our radio programs, questions you may have, or prayer requests you'd like to share with us. Email us at rzim at rzim.org. And be sure to let us know which radio station you listen to when you contact us. Just Thinking is a listener-supported radio ministry and is furnished by Robbie Zacharias International Ministries in Atlanta, Georgia. 